Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Game On. I'm your host, Jerry Jacob. This is a new show produced by She Got Game Media, and it's all about success stories. Our guests are game changers, celebrities, as well as successful rising stars in business, music, and the arts. This is not your average talk show. On Game On, each guest is asked to share five winning strategies or ideas that have made and continue to make them successful. Hopefully what they have to offer will inspire you and motivate to elevate your brand and get your game on. We're excited today because getting his game on today is Mr. Jack Godfrey. With an illustrious career in the hospitality industry with giants such as the Marriott Hotel Organization, Jack went on to become an entrepreneur and restaurateur with successful launches of the Beagle Factory and Jake's Smokehouse Barbecue restaurants in Maryland and Orlando. Presently, Mr. Jack Offrey is devoting his time to a new enterprise, which is to build the Catskill Resort Museum, honoring and preserving a rich and unique part of our culture and history. Mr. Jack Offrey, welcome to Game On. Good morning, Jerry. How are you this morning? Great, great. And you? Uh, well, it's... Uh... A little rainy here in uh, highly desirable Virginia Beach, but uh, the sun will come out and shine, believe me. I'm, I'm the positive, optimistic person. <laughs> Great. I love, I love the eternal optimist in you. I wanted to uh, – I'm really intrigued by your background, and I really wanted to get into what you're involved in today, which is the Catskill Resort Museum. So, Jack, uh, please take the time to – you know, introduce an audience which is varied in, in, in age and background as to what this is about, the history, so, so we know a little bit more about it. Sure. Um, well, our, 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 our mission, um, I've, I've been at this for, for six years now, uh, coordinated with a board of trustees, and we have a, a, a website and so forth, which I'll you know, tell you about in a few moments. But... Um, we are committed to building a 40,000-square-foot educational and cultural institution preserving the legendary history of the Catskill Resorts um, from the, the hotels, the mega-hotels, the Concord, the Grossingers, Neville, um, and the phenomenal history of um, some of the absolutely legendary comedians, Milton Berle, Sid Caesar, Jerry Lewis, Danny Kay and on and on in the history of the great entertainers that that uh, uh, you know went to the Catskills and and of course the legendary sports figures and so forth. But you know most importantly, um, it, it is really about the people that went to the Catskills uh, and became a a sanctuary for so many people and a, and, a, and a beautiful memory and period in their lives. Um, truly. The Catskills and the Catskill Resorts were truly Vegas before Vegas. It was really a unique period in the 20th century that will never, ever be duplicated. And that's why we're trying so desperately, so hard to preserve that legendary history. I, I appreciate that, Jack. Tell us, uh, what, what, if you look at the, a portion of, a, of the history, what years would you, would you say is really the Catskill, you know, the Catskills, I know people call it, you know, you know the Bosch Belt. What what years does it comprise, and what what is really well? The, you know, the the, the, the peak the peak the peak periods were really probably after World War II. But you know, the the you know the the Catskills were 
the, the first all-year-round resort happened in 1939 with Grossinger's, and then came the Concord. So that really changed the complexion of making it an all-year-round resort. Prior to that, in the 30s, it was, uh, you know, there was a you know a great resort area, you know, and still it existed where, you know, the, the entertainers like Milton Berle and Jerry Lewis and, and you know you know places like the Flagler and the Ambassador and, and a great era. But the 40s, the 50s, and the 60s, by by the time the 70s rolled around. Um, the era started to fade, even though a number of resorts still existed, and there were a number of all-year-round resorts. Um, but the, the era was really, it, it probably peaked right after World War II, into the early 50s, through the 50s, into the middle 60s. At one time, the Concord Hotel in 1960 was the world's largest resort world's largest oh. resort in the entire world had 1200 hotel rooms and uh, some of the greatest entertainers that ever lived tony bennett uh sammy davis bobby rydell bobby darren joan rivers uh, you know and on and on just just legendary comedians that went there buddy hackett it just it was just an incredible mm-hmm. incredible resort and then so many of the other hotels up in the area always, you know, had great entertainers continuously that that uh, that came to the area. And and for the benefit of at least, you know, you you're mentioning some people, you know, in in, in to some extent in my history, these are these are some of the old comics. And sure. I guess for people that you know, again, uh, younger audience probably have seen things like the movie, uh, you know, Dirty Dancing. And, right. and that's kind of, I, I would think that's almost like the quintessential example of what, let's say, the bungalow colony and the, and the hotels were all about. Absolutely. There, were, there was um, Dirty Dancing, and then there was another movie that was made about it, which was a little different, called Sweet Lorraine. And then there was another movie uh, called uh, Walk on the Moon, which uh, um, was, was about the bungalow colony era and 1969 when the Woodstock Music Festival was happening at the same time uh, and was an interesting movie. And then, of course, uh, a few years ago, uh, um, Ng Lee, or I believe who did uh, Brokeback Mountain, did Taking Woodstock. And um, again, um, that kind of depicted the era, 1969, of the uh, you know, of the uh, the festival and the Catskills. I mean, I don't think uh, they could have picked a better place in the world to have the Woodstock uh, Music Festival than in the Catskills. I don't think it would have been as as big or popular ever anywhere else in the entire country, except if it happened in the Catskills. That, that, that's interesting. I, I, I never associated, I don't know why, I know that area of the country, but I never associated Woodstock with, with let's say, the Catskills area. That's interesting. Yeah. You know. Now, when, when, you know, for many people, I, I think they thought it was more of an East Coast, New York City, more of a Jewish population that, that went to the Catskills. Is, is that true? What was kind of the makeup of, of the kind of audience that would... You know, go to the well, castles. it was predominantly predominantly Jewish resorts. There were probably over 500 resorts at one time, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, so it was predominantly Jewish resorts, and then the bungalow colonies, and and most of the people came from, you know, you know, Long Island, New York, New, Northern Jersey, 
uh, people came from Pennsylvania, Massachusetts. I remember we had a, a, a large, also Montreal Canadian uh, uh, population that used to come down to to the Catskills. Um, but um, you know, there were certainly um, a, a number of other people that, other than than, than necessarily Jews, that uh, patronized the resorts. You know, the Concord, of course, was, as I said, a very large resort and hotel, so it appealed to many conventioneers. Um, and, you know, over the course of you know, my lifetime, I, I've run into a number of people when I talk about the Concord. They say, oh, yeah, I've been there. I was at a convention there and so forth. So, yeah, so, it, 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 you know, there was a crossover in, in terms of that. Um, you know, certainly, again, as I repeat, you know, it it was predominantly – certainly a Jewish audience, um, and that's and it evolved over years in the beginning, way back, of course, in the 30s and the 40s, more so than to a predominantly Jewish audience. And then as, as things changed, then the, the hotels had to adapt and, you know, and, and broaden their appeal and their base to, to different audiences. So, and that's what, that's what occurred. So. Well, as a, you know, as a segue to that, I guess, uh, you know, one of the, the format of our show is all about success. And Jack, you've been nice enough to share some of those ideas and strategies. So really with the time left, I really want to get into from your background as a restaurateur and entrepreneur, sure. you know, your ideas of success. And uh, I'll try, you know, we try to be, as, as, I guess, uh, uh, to cover the, the area as best as we can. So why don't you begin? I think the first one that you mentioned to me was to be innovative. So yeah. Well, certainly, you course. know, when when we, uh, when, we when my late wife and I opened up our first uh, restaurant, which was a, a, a franchise operation called Chesapeake Bagel Bakery, um, and the, the 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 long and short and interesting part about it is is that um, the concept at that particular time they strictly served cold sandwiches, and what what developed was we we were in a location in, in suburban Washington, D.C., and we began to listen to our customer, our customer base. A lot of We had a lot of college kids five miles away at the University of Maryland that happened to come from Long Island and New York and New Jersey, and they were bagel connoisseurs. So as as they sort of educated us a little further and uh, they said well you know we'd love to see an egg on a sandwich or you know a hot sandwich and so forth so um and and that wasn't available throughout the you know throughout the franchise system so um we meaning my wife and late wife and i started to do some vestigatory work and and uh we we did our homework and um we um brought to the system um, some innovative ideas. Basically, uh, we didn't reinvent the wheel. However, we brought something new and exciting, innovative to the bagel, Chesapeake Bagel System. So we we brought in, uh, you know, what we called an egg witch, egg on a bagel, a hot ham and cheese, a hot tuna melt, and all these phenomenal sandwiches that, you know, would somebody would say, well, yeah, that seems pretty simple, but it, it, it didn't. It didn't exist in, in, you know, in the system, and we brought it to the, you know, to the franchisor. They worked with us. We put it together, and uh, yeah. it absolutely was exponential. It exploded in terms of uh, what our sales were 
Um, you know, we grew our sales check, and check. in the second year of operation, 35%. And, and certainly um, a major contributor to our success in doing that innovation part of the hot sandwiches was, was a, you know, a great success for us. So it was Jack, a winner. In the interest of time, oh, excuse me a second, in the interest yep. of time, because I think we're running a little bit over, could you just okay. go over quickly some of the other ideas? I think you mentioned creative, niche, iconic, sure. and dynamic. Could you kind of yeah. encompass all of that in your explanation? Because we are we have time set. Sure, I, I understand. Um, well, you know, when when the the last the, the last operation that we had, which was uh, we built in 1999, which was a barbecue operation, um, we we created um, a, a unique uh, menu in that we had a greater appeal across the board in terms of um, the barbecue that we offered. And what we did was also, we, what, when we started first in, in the operation, we, we, what we did was we didn't, what they call, sauce the, the ribs, and then we introduced saucing of the ribs. We retooled our menu, we put pictures on our menu, and it was just absolutely a phenomenal response um, just by, you know, creating something a little different in terms of our menu appeal. And as far as, you know, the niche, you know, the, the niche to our business, which, which when you always, you want to be different than, than the crowd. So what made us different, as an example, in our bar- barbecue restaurant in, in Virginia Beach, is that we had a broad-based appeal of different barbecues that other operators didn't have. Uh, we had ribs, we had Texas barbecue, we had North Carolina barbecue. So we had an assortment of things that set us apart from the competition. Anytime, I think, in any business, if you want to be successful, make yourself different so you are, you know, attracting customers that the others, the other operators are not, either restaurant or any other operation. Um, and, and absolutely we, on the last one, I'm sorry, Jack, and absolutely I'm, on I'm the sorry, last one the, where you mentioned – Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jerry. Go ahead. No, it, it, on the last one, one of the things that you mentioned is dynamic. So if you could kind of end on yeah. the success stories on that, yeah, uh, I yeah. appreciate well, that. Yeah, certainly. You know, when we when we when we did our our, our menu, we we wanted to have something, um, an item that what I call the wow effect. So. Um, we put together a, a hot fudge brownie, brownie sundae. Now, a lot of people just put chocolate sauce on a hot fudge brownie, and that's the end of it. So what we created was something dynamic. We threw a little whipped cream and a cherry on it. And when the servers, I expressed express to the servers, when you go out into the dining room, you take that tray and you hold that tray high as possible so every customer in that dining room sees that, that whipped cream and that cherry. And what are they going to do? What is that? What, I want that. I want that uh-huh. dessert, uh-huh. and and it's called the wow effect, called dynamic, something different, and I mean it, and it works every single time. So, you know, well, that's we, that's what we did to build a great restaurant. We did it. We did it three times. We built three great restaurants, and uh, that's it. Well, I, I appreciate your time today, Jack. Uh, again, the success uh, strategies were innovative, creative, and niche, iconic, dynamic. I thank you for your time. Jack, quickly, give us a website that uh, people can reach you. Yes. The Castle Resort Museum. 
website is www.catskillresortmuseum.com, www.catskillresortmuseum.com. Our phone number is 845-567-1777. Thank you, you, Jerry. I really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you, Jack. Thank you. Again, thank you for listening to Game On. Please tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. on Block Talk Radio. Game On with Jerry Jacob. Or listen to all interviews on Facebook.com slash Game On with Jerry Jacob. You can also find us on iTunes. Again, thank you.